Want to take the fast track to your career in technology? Earn your computer science degree online from Oregon State University eCampus and tap into unlimited career possibilities. This fully online program offers flexible academic plans so you can balance rigorous coursework with your life commitments. And when you apply, use the code REBOUND to waive your application fee. Learn more at ecampus.oregonstate.edu slash rebound and use the code REBOUND. Hey, The Rebound loves having great advertisers, and since we have great listeners, let's tell those advertisers who you are. We need to keep learning about you to keep getting great advertisers, so go to podsurvey.com slash rebound to take a quick anonymous survey that'll help us get to know you better. So we can make sure we're bringing advertisers who are relevant to you. We can make sure we're only saying yes to advertisers you'll care about. Once you've completed the survey, you can even choose to enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. That's podsurvey.com slash rebound, podsurvey.com slash rebound. And while you're there, and install Zoom. <laughs> yeah, that's an expensive nasty bot. I'm just saying. What? That's expensive. <laughs> okay, we we we, well, okay, I, we started we, off with two things. Let's, yeah. Are we, right. What are we picking? Pick one. Uh, Zoom. Let's start with Zoom. 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 Zoom is a video conferencing solution for <laughs> whether you still, want it still. or not. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of the Zoom story is the fact that they basically were like, you know what? It's super onerous to have to click another like dialogue box. So let's just install an entire web server secretly on your computer. <laughs> You're okay with that, right? What? What, what, what genius thought, I, or you know what, I know exactly, I, I did my stint in software development, and I know exactly the kind of genius who was like, well, we could install a web server that would just secretly accept connections, no one would ever really have to know about uh-huh. it. Sure, yeah. Worked out great. I've seen that guy on TV, answering awkward questions after the fact. Mm, I do appreciate mm. that they're getting ready to offer an uninstaller. <laughs> so nice. They did patch it, but... Yeah, it was their initial response. I mean, textbooks, we've all seen plenty of non-apologies these days. (laughs) And and I feel like you shouldn't have to go too far out of your way to hire a PR person who could at least tell you those landmines to avoid when writing, you know, the cover your ass statement later about, well, everybody else is doing it, man. Like, (laughs) that's not, yeah, that's not a defense. Mm -hmm. So they they did update the app with an option to uh, uninstall the app. And uh, they updated the app with the ability. Uh, they removed the web server. So yes. I, I will say, I, I appreciate security researchers. I appreciated the post. Uh, <laughs> Not liking where this is going, Lex. Here's, here's the thing. No, I'm, I'm really excited about this. <laughs> I thought that the researchers' medium post and the post provided by the, uh, the, the company, Zoom, they cannot both be telling the truth, meaning the, the, the facts presented by each don't quite jibe. And I haven't read to see if media has terms of the, In terms of the, in terms of the of way things were disclosed. Yes. And so basically, they say that they initially reply within 10 minutes, which is pretty good. And he even acknowledges there's one point in his thing where like, they reached out back to me for some questions and I couldn't do it because I was busy. That's totally fair. But at that point, if I feel like they're trying to engage, I give them an extra day, right? Like if I'm saying, if there's no specific reason that my deadline is my deadline other than I chose my deadline, that I'm going to reveal the exploit, right? And they've tried to reach out to me and I said, I can't be reached that day. Sorry. But they've, they're in theory acting in good faith, which it sounded like they were in his description, in his own thing. He's like, they wanted to talk and I was like, I can't. 
<laughs> but my deadline's still my deadline. Like that's a rough situation for them to be in. That's all I'm saying. I appreciate what he's doing. I think that installing a rogue web server is shitty. I think all of it is shitty. I I found that the the company's response comically bad uh, and tone deaf. Like, listen, yeah. what's the worst that's going to happen? Somebody's going to see you. <laughs> Um, but like uh i did feel like uh, the way they ran of course we tried very hard and the first thing he asked was do we have a bounty and we said well yes but then you can't disclose it," which is super common then he was like well then i'm not gonna be super helpful anymore and i don't think you i think the answer is somewhere in the middle but i'm just saying i don't love anybody in the story i think that's where i'm going with this i don't love any of these people (laughs) Well, bug bounty stuff is really, I find that a really dicey proposition, right? Because people do always get, there's a lot of fingers, like, you can point at people for, like, well, you're just in this for the money. Yeah. And, you know, there's certainly arguments that you should provide competitive bounties because, I mean, I mean, a lot of this comes back to capitalism is fucked up, right? Like, the fact that people can go and sell this stuff for money, it's, that's way yeah. more than those companies it, it, it are going to spend. It always, it always seems to me like, uh, this is a really nice house you have. It would be a shame if something happened to it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but, like, at the same time, you need to have the ability for people to, like, be held accountable, right? right. Because oh, yeah. they could pay him and then not fix it. And at what at that point, they're like, well, we paid you. You can't disclose it. Yeah, that's not like, okay. Well, what are you supposed to do, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm not, I agree with Lex. I feel like there's probably some middle ground here that is you know more tenable but it, it it seems like that whole system is very very dicey uh and it's good i mean i in that sense i'd i'd much rather have certainly the company be held accountable than somebody make a ton of money off <laughs> like that doesn't that doesn't mean okay. well i have a free business model for somebody out there you get to take 10 percent, but you act as, it's basically uh escrow for bug bounties you get to uh collect the bug you report it you collect the bounty and you ensure that everything is being handled properly and then you keep 10 percent. so free business idea you get to collect the bunny the bounty once <laughs> the bunny hatched. yeah and you can also collect the bunny <laughs> i was gonna make bunny noises but they, they noises. <laughs> Bunnies don't, really well sometimes hop, they do hop, and they're really horrible <laughs> oh great <laughs> Yeah, well, so short, an- you know, long answer short, I, I went and did like the, I had, turned out I had already checked, I guess, that box that's like, turned my video off automatically, which stopped most of it. Like it can still, it could still launch calls, but it wouldn't automatically turn on your camera because your personal preferences override the server preferences. But I went through and install, uh, like deleted the web server directory before they removed it. So I'm I'm not getting rid of Zoom. We still use it for a ton of stuff. Like... The incomparable uses it for the yeah. D- live D and D show big. because it's pretty big it, for the incomparable. Better than right? Skype. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. There's that's the thing that really uh, aggravates me so much is there's no really great solution in this arena. Yeah. So right I, I will say the solution that I had done well before I knew of an issue was that I never gave Zoom and you specifically needed for this purpose, Dan, but I never gave Zoom permission to access my camera on the Mac. Right. So mm. like it can't use my camera because it's like you have to go to right. assistant preferences. I'm like, eh, no, because when I'm using Zoom, it's for um, screen shares typically. And I, yeah. some people are shown and other people aren't. And I my feeling in business meetings online is I have no interest in my face being shown. if not everybody's face is being shown. That's how I roll. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I work in audio. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the other thing is that I, I feel like I would use... I would use something like FaceTime. I, I actually had a multi-party video FaceTime call for the first time uh, this past week, and I would use that more for audio, but the problem is that on the podcast side, we have too many people who are on Windows, and yeah. there's no face. There's no way to do that, right. so there's no good cross-platform. I mean, Skype, we use Skype to record this show. We use Skype to record a lot of shows because everybody has it, yeah. 
and it's everybody good hates enough. It. <laughs> everybody hates it, but it's it's you know, it's the best. It's the worst <laughs> video that. conferencing software, except for all the others. What, what do you want me to stop, John? What are you complaining about? Uh, Lex Friedman is trying to FaceTime you right now. I'm not getting out FaceTime call. I'm trying to FaceTime both of you right now, dude. Dude, I'm going to see you. You know, we're going to FaceTime That's, in a few yeah, days. I'm, all right, fine. <laughs> I'm hanging up. <laughs> Moving to an undisclosed location. Uh, Do you guys see the? Oh, of course you saw. No, we, the thing about the laptops. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Nope. Didn't see nope. It. We'll talk about something else. <laughs> we'll talk about it, whatever you want to talk about, Dan, because it's your week. Oh, is it? Is that how this works? <laughs> I want to talk about Spider Man because I just got back. Yeah. From... Okay, you and I will talk about. Sorry, that Lex. After Lex hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> I know that he does whatever a spider stick can. Around. Anybody who wants to listen, stick around after the credits. <laughs> Lex, yeah. Lex, are you aware that he can spin a web any size? I know that sometimes he, in, in some of the movies, he shoots it, like, from his hands, and other movies, he, like, it's different. It's like a third-party material that he's using. Like, those, I, are all, those are all third, non-canon. Third, yeah. third-party material. <laughs> Sorry, I enjoy that. <laughs> He has to source it. It's really it's, a pain. Um, he has yeah. to wait for Prime Day. You have to get, yeah, that's right. have to get it from right. Theranos. Yeah. <laughs> it's made of blood. It's really it's uncomfortable. not good. Yeah. The, whole, the whole process is not good. We obviously have to talk about Spider-Man. We have to talk about MacBooks. I do want to talk yes. briefly before I forget about Prime Day, because I wanted to make sure you guys were aware that it's not just, first of all, Prime Day is now two days, but there's also... Uh, Target. Prime Days. Target is doing a, a contemporaneous sale with Prime Day. <laughs> They're doing thirty to fifty percent off on a whole lot of things at Target. But, it's not. It's not. Lex. It's not branded that way, though, is it? Yeah. I was like, but Lex, do they have a? Do they have a catchy name? Let's see if they're calling. That's anything. all I care about. Target Prime Day. Hang on. Hang on. Target is Target running day. deal days on Monday yeah, and Tuesday. Yeah. Right. The same days as Amazon's Prime Day. Target said it offer forty percent off furniture and thirty percent off other stuff. I saw another ad today. I believe that was for uh, Black Friday in July. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god yeah three thousand years from now there will be this holiday in the middle of the summer and no one will know what okay. it is okay but none of these none of these are the first okay i just want to i want to point i want to give credit where credit is due and that is uh crazy eddie <laughs> <laughs> who did christmas in july and uh he wore a santa hat and people threw frisbees at him and um and they had a big sale let it be known that's Walmart probably, it's probably not holding. even the first one Walmart will also be hosting summer savings from July 14th through July 17th. Those deals, like Target's, don't require a membership like Amazon Prime, and they'll be offering free shipping on orders over $35. That said, I'm going to Amazon. That's where I'll be on Prime Day. You'll find me at Amazon. I'm a, because I'm Lex, a Prime Day Because purist. Lex supports locking up people at the border. <laughs> <laughs> John, do you shop at Home Depot? I um I have yes I have shopped at Home Depot yeah you I'm not that. <laughs> that was a joke <laughs> just to be clear I bought I bought something off Amazon this week and I'm I am part of the problem so I did see yeah. that Amazon workers are planning to strike yeah on Prime I saw that Day, too mm, I saw that as well I think could be fascinating so far it's only in Minnesota it, it, to me like I want to tell all Amazon because I would like Amazon warehouse workers lives to be better I would like to tell them all to do that like that is a perfect two-day window to strike like if they yeah. can't deliver the stuff like that is a way to get your message heard minnesota prime day people you're smart i like it oh is there a separate minnesota prime day now yeah minnesota prime day because they celebrate it differently <laughs> it's actually <laughs> minnesota prime day <laughs> no it's in a different time zone all right mm-hmm. um all right laptops okay all right fine uh, 
fine. Since Dan okay. won't shut up about the laptops, let's no, talk no. about the laptops. Well, I feel that I have uh, my life is both harder and easier now because the laptop lineup is smaller, and yet I'm not sure if I want any of these laptops. And I'm getting to the point where my MacBook Air is getting it's it's chugging a little bit. It's chugging. I feel that I will need to replace it within the next uh, point year. of order. When you say it's chugging, that means it's behaving <laughs> sluggishly in this case, not like chugging along fine. Chugging in the yeah, sense no, of no, no. I was, was, was going for a negative connotation. Okay, negative it is. Chugging. It is. Yeah, it is not uh, performing at its utmost. Uh, and I, for a while, so I put a the battery was dying, and I put a new battery in it that I just did myself, and it still. We're like, talking about says your, your MacBook, bat- or we're talking about your mini MacBook okay, Air. Just <laughs> no MacBook Air. <laughs> well, I decided spending seventy bucks on it was better than buying a whole new computer. <laughs> And it work. I mean, it's fine. It's still the battery still works. I just can't get rid of the service battery message. But still, seriously, lasts, oh really? Oh, that's interesting. I don't is know it a third why. Party, the, is it some third party thing? It is a third party yeah, battery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that you might did. be why. But you know what you did. I know what I yeah. did. But that's fine. Yeah. I was saving saving a little cash, yeah. be so I could string a little more time out of this. But I, I, I've, I've heard a lot of people. <laughs> you mean talk on this podcast? About, is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> okay, I've heard good things about the MacBook Air. Uh, people really seem to like that one, and that would probably be what I would buy if this, you know, if my laptop died tomorrow. But I'm not super enamored with the keyboard. And I would have to make, I would have to join the, uh, the, the masses going to Dongle Town because I don't have anything that's USB C. You know, I, well, okay, whatever. I mean, depending on, on how many things you have, it really is not that big a deal. I mean, I, I bought like three adapters, I stuck them permanently on the, the cables that I used to plug into my MacBook Pro, and that was it. That was all I had to do. I mean, I don't have like, I don't have constant swapping issues. And oh, the other, will, the, oh, the will, one other thing I bought was a was one of those USB drives that has both, you know, that has a USB A mm-hmm. and USB C on different ends. Yeah, and so I, the I, one thing that makes no problem. The one thing that I'm a little sad about is so currently when I I ha- when I travel with my with my MacBook, I leave the power adapter in my backpack, uh, and then at home I plug in the connector to. I have an old cinema display that's on one of my desks, and. I just plug in the MagSafe connector there, and I've been using that for a while. So it's really convenient because I can just pop the thing down the desk and plug it in. Um, and I have to give up. There's no, really no reason to keep that cinema display anymore. <laughs> I'm a little sad about that. You can't. I mean, you could connect it to the new laptop, right? Well, but the MagSafe thing won't work. There's no adapter for that, is there? MagSafe to USB? Uh, there to probably you? is, but you don't. I mean, you'd have to get rid of that power adapter, but you can get. I mean, the one thing I have. And my office is is one thing that does it all. I plug it into one USB C, like a dock. USB C. It's not even like a dock. It's just. I mean, it's a plug, and it has it has HDMI. It has two USB A ports and a USB C Mm. port for power. So I get power, HDMI, and two USB A ports on the same thing. And that's not even like I'm sure there are much there are ones that are much more fancy than that. You're saying all my concerns are irrelevant. Well, no, I'm I'm, saying that concerns are all I, I I do live in Dongletown. I uh, <laughs> it's annoying. It's uh, it's not as painless as mold slices because I I take my laptop to, to two different places. Right, I have it at home. Yeah, I have well, it that's hard, yeah, hard okay. nights in Dongletown. Yeah, and then I travel for work sometimes, and you always have to make sure you have the thing. And if you go to make a presentation somewhere, which I don't know if you do, you need to remember to take your dongle, lest they not have a USB C dongle adapter of some sort. Uh, 
I would be okay if I just had an HDMI output. That would, that would I, I have never, although, okay, so let me say the one thing, though, is that I have never, anytime I've done a presentation anywhere where I've had to use my Mac laptop, I have never not had a problem. <laughs> Going back, never, you know, going back like almost twenty, almost twenty years. Um, but there is, as I have uh, texted Dan, there is, uh, there are USB C to MagSafe adapters out there for around twenty dollars yeah, on Amazon. Apparently, yeah. I do enjoy that it is, it's just full of lightning. Yeah, and the, not lighting the, the port, but rather the, the no, image of like, the device. Like, like, it's like lightning. one of those plugs is fucking Emperor don't, Palpatine yeah, don't step, zapping well, Luke don't Skywalker. Well, don't step in, in the beam. Okay. Yeah. Right. Just word of the wise. It's the M5 computer in there. What I'm hearing is I need to I need to buy a lot of other things to make my computer. Yeah, the the Mac is pretty affordable. It's the dongles that'll get you. The one of the things that I always like to do is buy, and I you know of course if you already have the adapters lying around, it's a pain in the ass to buy new ones. That is true. However, having to buy multiple extra power adapters for my macbook pro has been much better experience because they're so much cheaper because there are so many more usb-c power adapters out there you don't have to go and buy an apple licensed because you didn't really want to buy those non-licensed magsafe ones because they were made by you know yeah they were they were like they were gonna explode they were gonna explode right in your face and (laughs) you were gonna look like you know an alien i think the uh the thing the thing that i most like disappointed might be too strong but the fact that they discontinued the 12 inch macbook i'd been hoping that that would get a refresh uh, i'm very surprised to that i'm not well i'm not disappointed but i'm surprised i'm not mad there's a lot of speculation about it about you know whether or not it's going to come back certainly yeah Yeah. i mean it it certainly there it seems like there is a hole in the lineup for an ultra light laptop i just i i ride roughshod over lex because <laughs> yeah keep sometimes going you just, no, just keep going out right. <laughs> uh and and i'm certainly you know my pet my pet theory had always been that it uh you know that would make a great candidate to be an arm transition machine which could still happen right they could next year turn around and release a light laptop that is running on an arm processor and gets you know some ridiculous amount of battery life probably yes. And that appeals to me, like uh, that, that that kind of computer appeals to me. Whereas the the air, I would be very happy with, but it's not like a. It feels like kind of a lateral move. I hate buying a Mac device that's not the most powerful one I can get. <laughs> like that's the part that pains me. If it's going to be, especially a laptop, you're not going to replace it for a while. I feel like so I always try to get the most powerful one I can afford. And that's yeah. that's that's how I think. No, the, the powers that's not as much of an issue. Like I don't particularly want the Touch Bar model. Like if I was just going for sheer power, I would definitely buy a MacBook Pro. But I'm not super thrilled about the Touch Bar model. So uh, the Air, at least for me, has the sweet spot of like it's still mostly got function keys, but it does have Touch ID, uh, yeah. and it's Retina, which is like the biggest improvement over my MacBook, which is just. Going from the Retina screens on every other device to your to your laptop that is a non Retina device is still very painful. You know what's we'll just wait till you get older, <laughs> <laughs> and then you won't notice. I'm sorry. An- go ahead. A- a- no, no, no. Please. Another painful thing to me is is when you're buying suits off the rack that don't look good. <laughs> I find that very painful. There is a solution to this, and I intend to wear a suit from Indochino. I think he's being faxed to this copy right now. I intend to wear an Indochina <laughs> suit uh, at Dan Moore's wedding. And Dan Moore, what are you going to wear to your wedding? I, I'm I'm going to wear an Indochina suit, Lex. You, you've got me. Well, you got me. The, the good news for both of us, Dan, is that Indochino makes suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. 
Guys like us love the wide selection of high-quality fabrics and colors and the option to personalize every detail, the lapel, the lining, the pockets, the buttons. And it's easy. You can do it in person in one of their 40 showrooms, or you can do it at home on the, uh, on the old website. And this week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suite for just $369 at Indochino.com. All you have to do is use the promo code REBOUND at checkout. That is 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit, plus the shipping is free. Again, it's Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code REBOUND for any premium suit for just $369 and free shipping. That is an incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. It's customer bustum, in my opinion, or as they say, <laughs> once you go custom, you don't go back. Uh, theirs doesn't rhyme, and mine does. So uh, I'll be wearing Indochino. Dan will be wearing Indochino. Dan, am I going to be the only person who's not you in a suit at your wedding? That's my one concern. <laughs> uh, no, there's no way to know for sure. You know, John, you what, know why you? I won't. You know why I won't be in a suit. Why is that, John? Because I screwed up and did not order an Indochino suit fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> and that is on me. I was going to do it. I wanted to do it. And then I messed it up. So anyway. Ah, oh, the Indochino trio. And it's only like three weeks or three or four weeks or something like yes. that. It's not long. Yes. It's not long for a made-to-order suit. And I screwed it up. <laughs> yeah. There may be other people. I think some of my groomsmen also went and got themselves Indochino suits. I love that. So, so I'm wearing a burlap yeah, sack. There you go. So. <laughs> but he said it was but he said it was garden attire. So I, th- I feel did like you that's customize the? Did you customize the interior? I customized uh, certain things. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he made it his own. You just, don't ask you're just gonna have to wait and find out what. <laughs> oh no, never mind. <laughs> I, okay, so I will. Say, the one thing I will say is I think I feel like uh, the lineup, the MacBook lineup, makes a lot more sense today. Yes, I agree with you on that. Um, I do. I agree with you that it, there is does seem to be a gap for something that's ultra light. Uh, and the thing I I wonder if what th- happened was that. I mean, one of the possibilities, I guess, is that what happened was that they realized that they were going to switch back to scissor keyboards at some point and that they couldn't jam scissor keyboards into the MacBook. I mean, have you ever tried to stick some scissors into a MacBook? It's really just <laughs> well, hard. actually, yes. <laughs> I do. I, I, I People were celebrating, as we're recording, it's the day Apple announced this MacBook lineup change. People were celebrating any time Apple announces anything to do with the Mac. Clearly, the Mac is not going anywhere. Like. I'm happy that the Mac is sticking around, but I had no fear that it wasn't. What is interesting to me is when you go to Apple.com, the day of these announcements, you get iPhone, 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 watch, and then finally you get to Mac after all those things on Apple's homepage. And I found that interesting. I think they know where their audience is and yeah. they know what, like the people who want that information are going to seek it out. What I find interesting is that Apple is, for the first time in a probably a long time, there is a broader range of selection in desktop Macs than in laptop Macs right now. Yeah. Because essentially in, la- in laptop Macs, there are three options. There's an Air, there's a 13-inch Pro, and there's a 15-inch Pro. Whereas on the desktop side, you got the Mac Mini, you got an iMac, you got an iMac Pro, and you've got a Mac Pro. <laughs> like, that is a lot of desktop options and not a ton of options on the laptop side, which is why I agree with, with John that though it's a simpler, it does seem like maybe maybe it's a little too slimline, but they, they always had trouble with differentiating the MacBook. Almost too slimline. <laughs> <laughs> they had did trouble like differentiating what's the difference between the MacBook and the MacBook Air, like especially because the MacBook was more expensive and it was smaller and less powered, right? Like that was a a harder argument i think to make to consumers but it does seem like something is missing and the, the macbook uh was the one with only one port right 
That's crazy. Yeah. That was dumb. The yeah, magic no, I agree. One I, I think it needed to be refreshed. I'm surprised that they didn't. That was the thing. Everybody, everybody kept waiting. Like, they're going to put one more port in it. They're going to put another port in it, and they're going to make it faster. Yeah. And then it probably would have sold pretty well. And but then, then I guess they maybe they decided they had other plans. Well, I mean, I like I said, I feel like it. I don't know. I feel like the the most obvious answer is the keyboard. But we don't. But but I don't. I don't know. The the laptops that they announced today have the new materials, but it's the same. Yeah, it's the one. It's the one that came in the MacBook Pro at, at WWDC a few months yeah. back. Yeah, it was weird too because there were rumors floating around last week that's like, oh, there's a new keyboard and it's going to show up in a new macbook air <laughs> later this year and like <laughs> then like within a week it was nope <laughs> there's a new right. macbook air right now not with a new keyboard the rumor that i heard was that they had a new macbook to reveal today but that it was designed by Joni, and that uh tim was so mad at him that they were like forget it oh man and Joni loves <laughs> and chachi, also, so. also chachi could not be found so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the rumor i heard I, that's not how you pronounce it right <laughs> no no it is not okay just checking i wanted to make sure every once in a while i find a word that i like horribly mispronounced because it's something that i've read and never heard anybody actually say that is utter chaos john <laughs> hey well listen i hear that pause and that pause tells me that i should tell you guys about one more thing yes. which is if you're tired of credit cards with high interest rates if you I want to am. pay off those credit card balances and start saving some money, I did that. Get a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream with rates as low as 5.95% APR with AutoPay and lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 with no application fees, no origination fees, no transaction fees, and no prepayment penalties. The rate is fixed, so it'll never go up over the life of the loan. Plus, you can even get your money in your bank account as soon as the day you apply. Does anybody on the show have any experience with credit card consolidations? Uh, I, I, we've never met before, but I do. <laughs> Hi. Is that you, John Moltz? <laughs> How did you know? I don't know. Uh, I want to talk to our, our listener. I, I know our listener is out there, and I know our listener is thinking, I have a lot of credit card debt. This is not good. I've been thinking about it for a while, and I haven't done anything about it. You should totally do something about it. And this is one of the one of the nice options that you have for doing something about it because the credit card companies are, you know, desperate to try and charge you interest rates that are exorbitantly high usurious, and you should not be paying those interest rates. So get a credit card consolidation loan. You can get one from Lightstream and you'll get a better interest rate. And all it does is you transfer the balances to this new loan and you pay less. That's all it does. There's no like, there's no like weird trickery going on here. Just for our listeners, apply now to get a special interest rate discount. But the only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash rebound, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash rebound. Subject to credit approval, the rate includes a 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash rebound for more information. I saw another uh, another rumor once again that 3D Touch is going away on this year's iPhones, which I think is totally plausible yeah. based on uh especially based on my use of the ipad os beta in which it feels like they've tried to implement sort of the whole long press thing um on and make that a little more equitable so i i buy that that's happening yeah yeah i i remember dan you and i years ago years ago in the Macworld journalistic era when we both wrote there full-time <laughs> there was some company that was showing off technology that we never experienced in person 
where they were effectively doing other kinds of haptic feedback, right? They were doing some kinds of feedback on the screen that could simulate multiple surfaces by using different kinds of, I don't know I what. Kind, I kind of vaguely remember and this. I yeah. always wanted that to happen. <laughs> like, I want to be able to feel the screen, basically. Like, as you as you pull your finger over it, like, when you're at a button, you feel it more. Oh, yeah. And there are apps that sort of try to simulate that a little tiny, tiny bit right now. Um, TweetBot is one where I always think that I'm getting a notification because as you scroll through the TweetBot yep. timeline, it's like, bump, bump, <laughs> fizzle. Yep. What's happening? It's like a, why, why, is this, why is this going it's on? It's like a Nintendo Switch controller. <laughs> it's just like, I'm here. Um, but like that done really well, OS-wide could be interesting. But yeah, I think, you're, I think those rumors are true that that's going to go away and I'll miss it. I'm like the one guy using 3D Touch. I kind of hope that it makes those the the phones that have it a little cheap, but that seems maybe like a pipe dream. Yeah, no, they're not going to change. My they're not going to change was, that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my understanding is that tech was not cheap, and that's part of the reason it never made its way to the iPad, for example, because doing it on that big screen was going to be really expensive. Uh, and it sounded like it also possibly prevented the adoption of other technologies. Like one reason, for example, that we may never have seen pencil compatibility on the iphones was 3d touch um because having both 3d touch and pencil capacitive stuff was was problematic i'm not sure about if that's true or not that's just that it's something that was floated at one point anyways yeah oh while we're on the twitter subject uh when you mentioned tweetbot lex uh i don't know if you guys run into this problem i was i was mentioning it this weekend but i've started to have a lot more things where my third-party clients miss uh mentions oh yeah 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 i saw you i saw you (laughs) i saw you mention that well (laughs) lucky you uh it's very strange because there will be things i i will you know certainly a lot of stuff has been taken out of the twitter apis uh so for example none of the third-party clients can tell you about like you know likes and retweets on or you know details that they used to be able to tell you about that kind of stuff um, but I noticed that, so I would go to the Twitter website to check on, on like stat stuff, notifications, and I would see replies there and be like, that's funny. I don't remember seeing that before. And I'll go, I would go look at my, you know, tweet bot or whatever and be like, yeah, it's not here. And it's not like I have the person muted or I have anything like that. And at one point, the, the most telling one was I noticed, um, I, uh, I, there were several replies in a thread from Jason Snell, who obviously I follow and talk to a lot. And those were, none of those were in my mentions. And I, I feel like it has gotten much worse in the last week or so. And I was not sure. And, um, the Twitterific account, uh, picked up on it and said essentially that the API does not easily let them grab all mentions or easily do threads. So they have to kind of patch it together. <laughs> from what they can see Ugh. and and to me that was like wow why even have an api <laughs> if you're gonna make things this hard on developers what is the point of even offering do you guys it? all run the, the native twitter app on your ios device to check notifications too i do not i do now i don't <laughs> i don't yeah. no I, I do check it on, i check it on, i run the web page on my mac to check mentions to make sure because i have i've run into the same thing i've seen instances where there's and and i thought it was just i didn't really think about it too much like i was like that's weird that's not there and then you mentioned it and i was like okay (laughs) this is this is an endemic problem yeah i i did finally install the 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 first party twitter client on ios on my phone same so that i could check things but i used to have it i'm not i'm not i i hate that i need two apps for that like i i'm not doing it (laughs) i don't know (laughs) 
I, I don't I don't understand entirely Twitter's defensiveness about this. You know, I, I feel like again, if you're not going to provide API services, don't provide an API. I, well, uh, shush, shush! <laughs> they could be listening to him. The the well, they should provide all a full featured API. They had one, right. and they decided to dial it when back. You think about most, not that there are so many at this point, but you think about most hugely popular social networks, right? And you think about Instagram and WhatsApp and what's that other one that Zuckerberg had? Oh, Facebook. Um, they do not do anything to make it convenient to have a third party app. There are. I use a third party app for Facebook. That's like the only right, they don't one. Make it convenient. And it's basically a skinned web browser, right? What you use is a skinned yeah, web browser. Right? Essentially. Yes. And yeah. you do not want that to be your new version of Tweetbot, right? You're not looking no, to that, emulate the, tweet, the Twitter. So, like, I feel like we had it really, really bizarrely good with Twitter for a long time. And then they're like, what the hell are we doing? And they weren't wrong to think that. Yeah. I get it. I hate it, but I get it. But the thing is, there are other ways of going about this. They could offer a full featured API that says, okay, in order to use this API, you have to, you know, accept our ads or whatever. I mean, they could get they could get paid some way. I mean, if what getting paid is what they're after, there's a way to do it where you get paid. The problem is they they want more than that. Well, and there's a downside to it too, right? Like if, for example, third party clients don't have ads, which is great, right? Or don't have Twitter ads. Yeah. Uh, like I, I almost never see Twitter ads because I mean, but ads are the things that clients. I'm least concerned about. I am concerned about it, but everything else is, I mean, like, like having a so, screwed sure, up sure, timeline but, is much worse. Yeah. No, I, I, I hate that too. But I, I guess <laughs> my point with the ads thing is I, I can understand that being a challenge because if I paid for a Twitter client and it had ads in it, Definitely, a lot of people would lose their shit over that. <laughs> my right? time on screen is, uh, is screwed up just because of the people I follow. I, <laughs> I would yes, pay for. I, well, I, you may be right, but I would pay for a better Twitter client because the, theirs is, you know, is not that. Great. I hate the <laughs> fact that. I mean, in addition to that, John, I'm with you. I hate the fact that they provided the functionality for. Oh, here's a button that lets yeah. you like view it chronologically. But it won't stay that way. Yeah, right. You right. have to go every time you go into the app. You have well, to that remember was, yeah. to change it back. That, and that was every time I did anything with Facebook. Every time I got back in, all my privacy settings were reset. <laughs> like, nope. And every time I log in as you, all of your privacy settings are reset. It's exactly. Reset. I know you expressed that to me as well. <laughs> and you guys keep changing all my privacy settings. <laughs> it's not us. It's Facebook. We are in your no, account, it's on John's account. Uh, yeah. You got a lot of pokes, Dan. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> that's me poking you lex <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways i it, it's it's disenchanting i guess is the best way to say it about the twitter thing i i did not realize that the api had gotten so bad that they can't even retrieve like mentions reliably but that is i don't I'm, know so much i'm kind of, of okay with it <laughs> i'd rather i'd rather have that experience than give them the satisfaction yeah i guess my point is I, as I sort of vibrantly put it on on Twitter, uh, <laughs> on a like popular s- website you might have heard of called Twitter. On a popular website. Uh, I feel like so much, of, like to Lex's point, you know, most of the social networks uh, came to prominence through their their app, right? Like their own experience, whether it be a web app or you know a native app. And I think Twitter was the one of the few because they built it on SMS at first. Right. And like they were like, oh, and other people are making clients for it. Like it kind of gained a lot of its popularity due to third party clients. Oh, completely. So it's shitty as hell. Someone who developed a third party client came up with the word tweet, right? Yes. Yeah, right. Exactly. 
uh, and, and, and so, using the at signs or somebody like somebody not at Twitter used right, and using oh, it. so much of it was yeah. so much if of that was built like us. Somebody else had the idea for Facebook, and <laughs> uh, I I think that Twitter is is staffed by lousy people who make. Uh, did you any of you read that? Uh, the the bio of Jack Dorsey that I think was on Business Insider or something recently, just talking <laughs> no, about how no. insane I, I, no, I, 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 dis, I dislike him. Anyway. him ex, I have a tender tummy. Have I told you my story of the time that I pissed him off in person? Oh, yeah. Uh, in front of Obama, right? I, in, in, well, he, Obama had left by that point, but uh, okay. Obama went yeah. <laughs> We had gone across the street to the old executive office building uh, after the first ever, uh, uh, what do they call it? Tweet? presidential tweet up and uh do do they hold that now (laughs) (laughs) he's no longer allowed to block people it's just one guy and he holds it every day in his bathroom i have a question um the (laughs) (laughs) i'm tweeting in an unofficial capacity uh but so um anyway jack dorsey sucks is my main point it doesn't surprise me that twitter sucks because jack dorsey sucks Mm. yeah (laughs) where do we go from there How about those MacBooks, huh? I got uh, <laughs> uh, the good news is there's a supercharger in Framingham, so that's close to where Dan lives. Oh, good. Uh, reasonably, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be going on the way home. I guess we'll find out how close it is. Do you have to stop on the way no. up here? It's I have, too far, I have right? a long range X, so I don't have to stop on the way there. I just have to stop on the way back. Oh. Plus, he can pedal. That's because that's his recumbent bike. They're <laughs> <laughs> against like Flintstone yeah. style. Uh, I, how uh how long is the long range on that? Uh, three hundred twenty miles or so. Okay, all right. You're Not about two sixty, or the hotels. Yeah, it's like just I'm curious. I I always wonder about that because like when I think about like an electric car, one of the places I go frequently is uh visit my family in upstate New York, and I think that is too far for a single charge on most of them. Like it's fine if you could stop and like in the middle have lunch and and like top it up or something. But yeah. how long does it take to top it? Or how long does it take to to charge out the car? Well, yeah, I mean, get a good, get a good dose. So uh, I drove my kids to summer camp, and uh, that was uh, I got all the way there and dropped them off, ran an errand and whatever, and then it was time to charge. And so when I first plugged in the car, it was doing about a hundred forty miles an hour, and I was like, "That's too slow. I don't want to be here for an hour and a half or two hours." But after the first three or four minutes, it really ramped up and it was charging at about two hundred and sixty miles an hour, um, which meant that in forty Wait. minutes I had enough to go home. <laughs> I don't understand. I understand the rate. But... How are we charging in miles? <laughs> it's how many miles the, of battery the car gets back on it in an hour. So if I waited an hour, okay, but we already use that oh, okay. system oh, okay. of measurement okay. for okay. something exactly. else. Exactly. So that's, yeah, that's not a good way What do you want them to call it? Kilometers yeah. Yeah. per half hour? <laughs> that's like I was all excited about the Apple mouse that had the batteries that point the same direction, and then Karen was like, "Yeah, but everybody, every other battery thing has the batteries pointed in the opposite direction." <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. I kind of have to remember. Like, there's this one thing that has it the right way, and everything else is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lex, did you want to make fun of my Synology some more? Was that what it just you were seemed expensive to that thing up front? It just seemed expensive. You paid $400 for that? I did. That's what, well, that's what they sell for. What do you want them to do? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Buy a, buy a cheap knockoff? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just, I, is it worth it? Is it better than the thing that I have? I don't know enough about the thing you have. I've been very impressed with the Synology. Which is the thing that you have? You have like the Western Digital one? Yeah, I have the WD. Okay. It's the one with or without the security vulnerability. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. Then yes, it's better. Yes, I I feel like yes, it's better. better. (laughs) 
I start the camera on Lex's uh, NAS pretty much all the time. Just <laughs> what the funniest thing to me is that my NAS faces the wall. <laughs> like I'm looking at the back of it right now because that's where the uh, the Ethernet status light is. And so be, from a thousand years ago, when I had Wi-Fi problems. I had it facing backwards, and it still is. So activate that camera all you want. You can see the wall. It's a great on the looking floor, wall Lex. on my desk. Just wait until he puts the mirror in. <laughs> I love I um one of the like silly little things that I do appreciate on the Synology I have to say was so like you, you plug it in you put your drives in etc and it's got like you know a host of blinking lights on it that are just you know they're fine you know status lights or whatever but they can be a little annoying especially if as in my case I put it in my TV center and uh I like that there is literally just a control panel and you could be like yeah just turn all the lights off so now all the lights are off <laughs> and it just sits there very quietly and like it's far less obtrusive because I already got enough shit on my TV stand that has stupid blinking lights that I can't turn off. It's a little detail but it's the kind of thing like that that makes me appreciate it because I feel like they do understand that you know wh- what appeals to people who are buying this product. Yeah, I, I, I have actually been impressed with a lot of devices that let you control their LEDs <laughs> recently. Mm-hmm. Like I always I, I find that thoughtful <laughs> like do you want this to flash in your face all the time or not and i like that companies are thinking about that so can your um your you just sent a picture of your nas to us uh can you <laughs> facing away <laughs> like it, you... it always looks to me like it's done something bad you know what it did <laughs> it's talking to dan look at the corner right. can you replace the drives on that yes okay can i <laughs> maybe can ah, one okay. yes i was curious but they, they mean... are meant to be replaceable Okay, but still, but yeah, to me, like, I mean, I only have the, I have an ancient Drobo, and Mm. um, I mean, the one, the, just like the amazing thing about that was like, just pop the drive out and pop a new drive in. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think the Synology is quite at that level, but my understanding is it's pretty good in terms of being able to like pop a drive out and rebuild the whole thing. I am in the, I am at the point where I have to get like, so I I had one gigabyte, so it's a four, I'm sorry, terabyte. I had one terabyte drives in, in each of the four slots. And, and of course it's, you know, busting at the seams and I need to go up. The highest I can go up on this one is to two terabytes per drive. And I have to, unfortunately, because of the way I set it up, I think it, there was had something to do with speed, I think. Like, like if you set it up to be able to accept both kinds of drives, it would be slightly slower or something like that. And I decided, no, I want to set it up. I want it to be as fast as possible because I'm going to use it all the time. And who cares about future me? I hate that guy. So uh, <laughs> now I'm at the position where I, I have to get like everything off of it, replace the all the drives with like two terabyte drives and then put everything back on. Oh my god, that sounds like a nightmare. It's not, well, you know, although the other thing is that would still be like, uh, it's not even 8 gigabytes because it's all mirrored. Um, yeah, I was going to say, how much usable space is Yeah, there, so it's like, it's probably like 4 or 5, I mean, yeah. and um, and I have, you know, I got an 8 gigabyte just like you know, external hard drive uh, <laughs> on, on a popular website that starts with A um, for like 130 <laughs> bucks, so... Right, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Apple.com? <laughs> that's not the one. I will say the other thing that's impressive about Synology is just the fact that it has a broad amount of support for like software packages that you can install on it. Yeah, there's a um, whole bunch of other applications and things. Yeah. Right. And and I think it, it's pretty, you know, so. Which the Drobo, of course, does not, not do any of that. Right. And, and some of the other stuff does have, some of the other brands do have similar things, but I think, you know, Synology is kind of viewed as a platform by a lot of developers of those kinds of products. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, it's good support on that. 
Look, I'm just not smart enough. Well, the thing and the thing for me is I have a bunch of old drives here, and what I really want to do is connect those drives to the NAS and say, copy off all the files that are not already on the NAS. And I haven't found a good way to do that yet. You know what you need? Because you need a Mac Mini. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Consider taking the fast track to your career in technology. You can earn your computer science degree online from Oregon State University eCampus and tap into unlimited career possibilities. This fully online program offers flexible academic plans so you can balance rigorous coursework with your life commitments. When you apply, use the code REBOUND to waive the application fee. Learn more at ecampus.oregonstate.edu/slash rebound and use the code REBOUND. I do like that you just unilaterally ended the show. <laughs> I thought I thought Moltz was trying to end it because he did a Mac Mini joke. That sounded like a Moltz button to me. Moltz was that a Moltz button? Uh, I, I, I floated it. There. That, that was uh, that was okay. like, hey, how about All this? Right.